Charles Barkley. It was five Charles seconds. Barkley. Charles hey, Barkley. Five seconds. He, he, he pondered and gazed. At the buzzer. He pondered and gazed. The other one I gave you at the buzzer, that was after the buzzer. That was after not only that, Frank, that's buzzer, I'm about to say. Hold on a minute, man. I said, Where are those balls? You literally ding, said that. Ding, ding, ding. Hold on a minute, hold on, hold on. Frank controlled the buzzer? Roy. I didn't know Frank controlled yeah. the buzzer. No, he didn't. I'm just saying. I said, after Frank said, his the, his buzzer went off. I was already counting. Mine's went off after him. He was counting five seconds faster than me. So he literally had another second after I said mine. You said Charles Barkley. I wanted y'all guys thoughts about this AB situation, man. Like Frank, you just got in here a little late, but I was a. Uh, I was telling the boys and shit that uh, I just I just was going at it with some dude on uh, Mo and Mo Sports uh, mm -hmm. about what Bruce Arian just came out and said, and he was saying AB's a liar, and I, I I pretty much told him they both lying, AB and Bruce Arian's lying because they what they both first came out and said like isn't what like what's coming out now like AB came out and said he was injured his ankle, Bruce Arians came out and said that he didn't want to get back in the game, he didn't mention nothing about an ankle. It was just he didn't want to get back in the game. And now you're coming out and saying, like, oh, no, he was mad because he wasn't getting targets. Yeah, that whole situation, that whole situation, how it's coming full circle. To be honest, somebody needs, somebody deserves to give, Um, I mean, A.B. deserves an apology from somebody. Because when he first, when he first acted out, everybody threw the mental health on him. Oh, it's mental health. People need to check on him. It's mental health. Nobody checked the reason behind behind him doing what he did. Now, granted, his actual approach, him him waving his arms and stuff off the field, it's hard to it's hard to defend that. But like he said, I mean, that's that's he got his most, he got his adrenaline pumping. He's he just got disrespected by his head coach on the sideline. He felt like he was trying to force him. I mean, not to the degree of, of AB, but I played college ball and I played high school football and I've and there's been times where I've been forced to play through certain injuries that I know that I can't play through. And I wish I, I wish I was able to to do what A.B. did in certain situations. Not the exact way that he did it, but I mean, I, I don't I, I don't fault I don't fault his his I don't fault his intentions behind his reaction at all. It's just the just how he went about it is is hard to defend that. But. AB coming, AB coming out and saying that he didn't know about the injury just to come back, and and you you see the the text messages where he he told the he told the front office, he told the medical staff, he told the head coaches that he was, he was injured previous, and, and nobody really too. took that like into consideration. Practice. They shot him up, and then when the pain wore off, now he didn't want to go back in. I mean, I, I understand. I mean, you gotta you know your body better than anybody else at the end of the day, so you gotta do what's best for you. I mean, and maybe AB didn't like it being down to the Jets and, and the time that he did it. And I mean, I think that a lot of people owe AB for jumping the gun as far as just throwing that mental health at him. Well, I, think, uh, I think AB owes me an apology because he cost me a fantasy championship. Mm. That's, that's mm. another story. I think he'll get, to be honest, y'all, I think somebody's going to take a chance on him. I mean, it has been rumors that Kansas City and, and, and Dallas had interest in him, so that'd be well, definitely that'd Dallas, be interesting you know, going Dallas forward. You know, problem. Listen, he could still get picked up this season if a team really wanted to. If yeah, that's what dropped. I'm talking about. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah they, they cut his contract yesterday. 
Yeah, so they he could still get picked up this season. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. This whole A-B thing, it's just – I'm glad you said about people jumping the gun. It's just because I feel like we just have this certain just stigma of Antonio Brown that like, oh, whatever he said is wrong just because mm-hmm. of his history. I mean, don't get me wrong. He has a colorful history, but so do a lot of people, you know. So I think us just being so quick to dismiss him just isn't fair to him, you know. Really? I also think this story also gets a little bit weirder. It gets a little bit weirder. So he was talking to this girl, this OnlyFans girl, that girl that licked the toilet or whatever and got famous. So yeah. supposedly <laughs> last uh, the night before the game, he sent a text message to her and there's screenshots of the message. He sent the message to her and said, watch what I do tomorrow. So maybe this was something pre-planned. I don't know. It, the story just keeps getting weirder and weirder the more you dig into it. And it, mm-hmm. you don't know who to trust and who not to trust. It could be connected. It could be not connected. Like, yeah. I, Everybody yeah. played a bad role in it. Everybody yeah. got their part where they weren't, you know. I will say it's coincidental, it. that, that, that messaging but and why the do you timing think they and everything. That's, that's so really like, coincidental. Like, it's can't, on, on Bruce Arians, you know, part. Like, why wouldn't he just come out and say what it is, like, right away? Like, why why I need to, you know, fluff their story and then, you know, that's the part that out. doesn't make sense. That's the part that doesn't make sense to me. Like he could have said this know, the day he, cause what you saying, like you guys saying AB's antic, they cut him on the sideline. <laughs> they told him, exactly. Literally told him he was off the team. So was he just supposed to walk to the, to the locker room with his head down? I'm off the team after fucking helping you guys win a championship last year. That was, I me mean, too. I was there. I like, agree that he probably could have left without actually being a distraction. Like he could have easily just taken his stuff off. I don't think he was. I mean, he didn't handle it the right way. No, I don't think I'm not saying he handled it in the right way. Why the play was going on? Yeah, I agree there, but I don't. Like if he did that during a timeout break, yeah, I did it during the actual play. I agree with you, but even the announcer said he wasn't a distraction. Well, I mean, well, that's their opinion, but I mean, like, I mean, at the time that is happening, they literally. I mean, you're right. That's just like it's it's my opinion, like. I mean, he had the whole. I feel like I feel like he was wrong. They even made the comment. They said the referees. The, they said the referees were actually very generous because they could have gave him a penalty for that. Yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. definitely. Amber could have been penalized. But, you know, but you got the, the, on the field the running through the end zone. The announcers also said the reason why they didn't give the flag was because EB was walking through the end zone on the opposite side of the, the field. Hmm. So that's why I'm saying it, it is a weird situation. I, I do agree with you guys. I do think he's wrong in the way that he handled it, but I'm not... I'm not saying it was a distraction. It didn't. It didn't cause a flag. It didn't penalize anybody. He did it on the opposite spot. He could have literally walked through the plays and did that. He didn't do that. He could have walked through middle of the the, the field and do that. It's he a distraction that we're still I mean, talking about yeah. it right now. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm. It, not it's on the not, team no more, so it can't be a distraction. Where it actually cost him any yards or cost him a play. It's not a, a distraction in that. This is media wise. But him throwing off his, him taking off his shoulder pads on the sideline he didn't while Mike walk Evans to is trying to talk to him. No, I mean, every the, I'm, the I'm spotlight was on them at that point. It wasn't. I'm it was no longer on the game. It was just on on A B and his antics. Uh, leaving the, leaving that that situation, nobody really knew why and why. Yeah, he but I think they like talked about it for a little, it. but they got back to the game because it was a, a comeback win for the Bucks. So I don't think it was, in my opinion, I don't think it was that distracting because I think I think it actually helped the Bucks win that damn game because yeah, uh, I, I think that if that doesn't the happen, the, the yeah, I, said, I don't think if that happens, the Bucks find because that's motivation, bro. So that the motivated word. the team to step up to be like, all right, fuck it, AB don't want to be here because they don't know what's going on. So they probably all just took about oh, that nigga don't want to be here. All right. We could, we could do it without him. The word distraction can be used in so many different ways, you know? How does Tampa look at it as a distraction? How do we as uh, fans look at it as a distraction? How the Jets look at it as a distraction? How the media look at it as a distraction? And I mm-hmm. mean, as far as I'm concerned, 
the level of distraction may change based on how high or low you take it. But when we're talking about you as an athlete and what we're talking about has nothing to do with your actual play on the court or on the field, it's a distraction. It's outside noise that has nothing to do with what you're being paid for. And when the very next day you're sitting courtside at the Nets game and the Nets cameras can't be taken off of you on the sideline, let's be real. Watching the Nets game, they would have put the camera on Antonio Brown real quick and said, oh, look, there's NFL player Antonio Brown. And then the camera would have never went back to him. That whole mm-hmm. next game, the camera was on Antonio Brown. I agree, Brown. but who fault is that? It's not AB's fault that the, the NBA decided to, oh, let's keep panning to AB. No, I didn't blame it's Antonio for that. It, no, it was a hot are. button I'm just question. No, I'm not saying you're exactly asking the question. Yeah, it's it was a hot, a hot topic, button but topic at the moment. In, in the NBA, how is that a hot button topic? You're here to, to, to record these NBA players play ball. If I'm a cameraman, I'm not panning in an OEB. I'll scan my crowd, do my right. thing. And I'm going to zoom in on damn like talks with the the damn coach to see if I can pick anything up while I'm on the sideline. Like, oh, coach told them to run a double zero X. I I think it was just because it was a hot button topic at the time because, you know, that just happened. Like that that was so recent. Everyone's mind. Everyone's like, damn, AB's at a basketball game. I mean, they do what they do for views. I mean, like it's that's media. It's what it is. So, you know, they're zooming in on him, showing him all the time. But the one thing I don't understand is I thought you had to be vaccinated to get into those games. And I, the New I, York games? Yeah, isn't that right? Antonio's vaccinated. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. So yeah, he has yeah, his yeah, real yeah. he had got his real card with him now. He got his real, he good now. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Kyrie playing, he's not vaccinated. Oh yeah, but Bradley Bill goes and plays in New York and he's not vaccinated. Hmm. So this is the weirdest thing about. Well, let's not talk entire, about vaccinations. Remember, remember the one rule. This is the oh, weird yeah. thing about the vaccination rule in the NBA. If you play in New York and that's your home team, Hometown, you yeah. can't play. You can't but play. if you're a oh, visitor okay. coming in, you can play. you're allowed to if you're not vaccinated. It makes and no in sense. And LA too. LA, I think it's the same, same thing, thing with oh, LA. Okay. I got makes you. no sense. So right now, if Kyrie played for any other team and then came to New York to play as a visitor, they would let him play. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I okay. mean, we're gonna get we're gonna get into Kyrie in a little bit. Mm. I mean, I think Pete, you just helped me segue into it. So, what's <laughs> up, guys? Man, welcome back to another episode of From the Sideline Podcast. I'm Troy, and I got to put Pete in his right place, man. Get out of here, Roy. Sir, <laughs> get out of here, Roy. Told me to hit the road. <laughs> got to put the trusted co-host in his right place. All right, top left. All right, but how you guys doing today? Everybody good? Yes, sir. In there. Right. We got we got my Troy Pete in the house. We got Roy back. Good to see Roy. And we got Uncle Frank back in the building. Tighten up. Tighten up. We all want to thank you guys on YouTube, Spotify. Uh, if you did go to Apple Music and Google Podcasts and give us a listen, man. Thank you guys. Uh shout out Dre Day though. Man, you guys got to show Dre Day some love because he actually do be giving us some listens over on Spotify. So make sure next yeah. time I get I get him on the show, you know, you let you let him know that we appreciate it, all right? But uh, real, without shout further ado, I'm going to give, give a personal shout out to him real quick, man. He done been on here for two episodes and I missed both of them. And that's all, you know, <laughs> with me and my schedule and stuff like that. So, Dre, I'm ready to do an episode with your brother. Yeah, yeah you still got to talk about that top 10, Dre. Still got to talk about that it. top 10. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into the Kyrie, man. And we're going to start off with the next fan himself, bro. I mean, I don't think it's... <laughs> It's any way to, to start it off. And with, with Pete, man, what's going on? What does Kyrie uh, return mean? Um, it means that we're still uh, now the big favorite to come out of the East. Um, we're fully loaded now, even without Kyrie. I mean, 
We were still in first place until recently. Chicago went on that seven game winning streak. We ended up losing one or two here and there. So, I mean, we're tinkering with them back and forth between first and second. Um, I was all for the Nets and their decision where they didn't say, where they said they didn't want a part-time player. But I think the Nets realized, well, hold on a minute. Chicago's really good now. We're not in first place anymore. The league has gotten better. Um, we don't want to risk this not being our season. So you know what? If we're paying this man for away games, we might as well get our money's worth and even possibly get a championship out of it. So you know what, Kyrie? You can come on back. Kyrie gets his way. Now he's playing. He's at the away games. And like I said, if the Nets weren't already still a favorite, with at least still having Durant and Harden on the team, we already know they done shot right back up to the top by now adding Kyrie to that mix. It's back to being a big three again. There's no reason why, as long as these guys can stay healthy, that this team is not number one in the East, whether that means a number one seed, a two seed, forget all that. I'm talking about coming out the East, out of the playoffs, and representing the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. There is no reason for that. It's either championship or bust, plain and simple. Yeah, because I was going to bring up that, um, because we kind of talked about it a little bit last night, Pete, you know, um, I don't think the Nets want the first uh, the first seed. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing with that whole away game thing and him only being a play that. I mean, shooting a seven-game series, maybe you want the four road games mm-hmm. and instead have the three home games so that you can have that. But at the same time, that's the type of thing where that's tough to plan out. That's not something you can plan. Unless mm-hmm. you're losing games on purpose, you know, to try to fall into that right point, seed yeah. when you get more away games, that's not something you can plan. That's kind of like uh, the pieces oh, no. just got to fall the right way. So um, mean, we'll see. I, I, Kyrie's I mean, pretty I, they strong. absolutely want the, the one seed. Am I, I mean, maybe I'm everybody would want the one seed. I mean, going to the finals, having, a, having that home field, home court advantage during the finals and vital times in the playoffs. In the game seven, you would want to be playing in front of your home crowd rather than the away team. Without one of your best players, though? Without Kyrie. I think, I, yeah, I think yeah, without Kyrie. That's especially, with, especially without I, Kyrie. I think that's not a having that, situation, have another player to impact the game, you're going to need that crowd. You're going to need to feed off that crowd's energy with not having the player on the court that can help you impact it. Like, yeah, like but you got to do that for three games all the instead of four games when you think that will help. If you got to rely on your fans to impact the game for – Three games yeah. rather than four games when you think that helping. And then on in those four games, you have your third best player on a team, which is arguably some people call a superstar. Absolutely not. I mean, home I don't think I don't think you guys realize how how important no, home we do. court advantage but this is really a special is situation. throughout the playoffs and how is, how a, how big of a, a impact the, the crowd plays no, I, in a do. game and in the we series. Do. We like do. that that that's that's very important and if yeah, you don't have but, a guy like Kyrie if you don't have your Kyrie player you need all the type of advantages you you, you can possibly get right, but and having the crowd on your on your side is is an absolute advantage and in so Brooklyn the in the environment that they're in so so it comes down to this what's what's more important as the nets okay you want Kyrie playing or you want your home crowd backing you up pick one cuz last time I checked the home crowd ain't on the floor playing that game and I feel like a team like I'll just throw a random team out there. Let's just say the Knicks, for instance, right? The Knicks are a team where, yeah, you want your home crowd. You need that energy to feed off of. But when you got three superstars like Harden, Durant, and Kyrie, come on, guys, win the game. I don't care if you're on the road. I don't care if you're at home. Win the game, okay? Plain and simple. I think that's tough to stop. That's my thing. I think yeah. they're looking at it as if I got all three of these guys on the court, 
we're, we're tough to stop. When I got two of you guys, we still to be honest, they were only tough to top. They were stop, but I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say Giannis and Chris Middleton can't have mm-hmm. a, a a run like they did last year and beat the Nets again. I'm like that could happen, but with Kyrie, James Harden, Katie, there, I don't know. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Would I rather go to Milwaukee Bucks and play them four times at home with Kyrie than to go home four times and play Giannis without Kyrie? I don't know. I'm probably leaning towards taking Kyrie because that just gives me another threat. And then not only that, they'll have Joe Harris back, I believe, mm-hmm. probably by that time. So that gives him another threat. Patty Mills is, you know, besides the game the other day, he, he's he been doing good for them off the bench, you know, as Derrick Rose type of player off the bench, you know. But I think they, they said well, Actually, well. he had been starting. He had been yeah, starting. Because, yeah, because yeah. Um, Joe Harris. Yeah. Out. yeah. But it's, I don't know. Yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie throws a whole wrench into the whole how high of a seating do we really want, you know, and that makes it tricky because, you know, it's hard to say, oh, let's lose, let's lose X amount of games so we get a lower, right. lower seat. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. that's way easier said than done. I mean, if the cards happen to fall that way, then I guess they do. But I mean, you do that, and you mess around missing playoffs for some odd. I mean, it's the NBA. I mean, we've seen crazy stuff happen. We see teams that are supposed to make playoffs. I mean, just hit the bottom of the barrel. I mean, that happens. It's it's professional sports. But I think, you know, if I had to choose between having Kyrie for, you know, an extra game versus having the home court advantage, and don't get me wrong, home court advantage is very important. Very like important. you said, like mm-hmm. you said, but I think like, and Pete made a great point when he said like, okay, if you're the Knicks, okay, you need that because you don't have that superstar caliber of Kyrie. So I think you kind of have to factor in, okay, Kyrie is – I mean, like how you said, some people will call a superstar. So, I mean, I think if you put those three together, I mean, it, it is championship or bust for this team. There's no way around that. But you you get all three of them playing. And like how you said, if they stay healthy, I think that's the biggest factor that, you know, people will look at health and take it for granted, especially when it comes to those superstars, man. All it takes is for one superstar to go down and, you know, the cards start falling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have to see how it looks. Kyrie's big on, you know, he keeps his stance too. So net fans, if you out there thinking playoff comes and Kyrie going to change his mind and say, all right, I'm going to get vaccinated. That ain't happening. Okay. I think some, to be honest, that my yeah. bold, my bold prediction is that Kyrie will, will play every game of, of the playoffs. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to come about, but mm-hmm. I had to put a bold prediction. If I they think, go back to the bubble, he can play every game in the playoffs. That's something I was thinking about, too. So that's another thing, especially with, you know, and like I said, we're sports shattering. I don't really like talking about COVID. Mm-hmm. But if they if COVID keeps ravaging the NBA like it is, they might be forced to go back into a bubble just to make sure that they don't have to stop play because they don't want to stop. They don't want to you know, put a pause mm-hmm. or anything in it. So that might be the safest way. I don't know how the players feel about that, you know, with the mental health and everything that we saw, you know, that did take effect on them guys being, you know, in a, in a room or fucking day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's I think a, they had definitely that's benefit option. from a bubble. Yeah, LeBron. Um, but yeah. Um, well, more so the Nets. I think well, they, they would benefit of, the most from, from a, a bubble. A bubble one uh, other point. Playoff. One other point, too, I mean, you know, let's just say the Nets get the number one overall seed and they got home court, right? And you know you got one less game to use with Kyrie, right? I feel like as a group and as a bunch and as a coaching staff and as a team, y'all got to come together and then Kyrie got to be on something like, listen, okay? 
you got me for three away games, right? With me on the floor and we us full strength, we can get two out of those three. The exactly. four home games, the four home games that I'm not there for, do me a favor, y'all. If y'all can just get two of them, that means we win a series. Exactly. That's four games right yeah, there. That, that's exactly. Just, that's, that's another way you can look at it. Just get me that's two. Exactly, that's exactly options. how I was looking at it, yeah, which is why options, yeah, they would want but, but that's what I'm saying. Which one would you weigh more, having Kyrie for the four home games and depend, like, hope, like, there's a, it, it has to be a hope that they get the two away games because it's, it's not easy Look, to go man, into somebody. As long as they got, it's not easy to go to somebody home Kevin Durant, they always still got a higher chance and a higher probability than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, Kevin Durant foot. Kevin Durant's going to definitely make sure his foot is behind the line this year. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. With a I healthy promise Kevin Durant, you that. I, I promise you're going to see him look yeah. down before he takes the shot. I promise. And the way that they gelling this year, they coming together a little yes. bit more than they did last yeah. year. So they, I mean, couple, they lost a couple. They trust each other more. The coaching staff trust each other more. It's just more. It'll be a lot more confidence going to the playoffs. So I, I still trust him with a healthy uh, uh, James Harden and a healthy Kevin Durant. Even without Kyrie or with Kyrie, I mean, yeah, we know what Kyrie's going to bring. We're going to talk more about offense and that 25, 30 points a night he's going to bring. But as a fan and watching every single game, my issue is on the defensive end right now. Yeah. They're not playing good defense, plain and simple, yes. okay? Yeah, uh, you're going against – I mean – their home, Troy, we talked about it last night, the home record. They're not even playing good in their own building. Yeah, they're you know uh, I mean? 10 and 9. Yeah, so, you know, come on. Play better in front of your fans. Play some they defense. They're killing on the road, but. I was just about to say, it's not like they're going to have the overall best record in the league. So if they if they do wind up getting to the to the finals, and, and it's between the, let's say, the the, the Golden State Warriors or, or the Phoenix Suns, then they'll right. still have Kyrie for those four games. Mm-hmm. So it still works don't out. Act like, you got home, but, home court advantage throughout your the Eastern Conference. I think that, that benefits them the most. It's not if, really going to matter too much in the finals. But what if they go on like this real good run right now, now that Kyrie's back, right? You never exactly. know. They could they could be up there for best record in the NBA. I don't think they yeah, should be playing for, for game sevens anyway. None it. of those games, mm-hmm. if they have all three of those guys, I don't think they should see a game seven until the finals. Nah, I, to be I, correct, correct. I correct. mean, I think the only team in the there's only two teams to me in, in the, the East. In the East. Both three, maybe, and it's the Bucks and the Bulls. Mm-hmm. But my you gotta sleeper, watch out how that 76 is uh my, situation that's turns not, out. Yeah, that's not my sleeper though. My sleeper are the heat. I think everybody look at the heat as oh they kind of fluke, mm-hmm. they made it in the bubble. We don't look at the the the, the, the Lakers that way because they won, but they kind of fluke, they should never been there. But the Heat are a really good team, bro. And if they're healthy, if they're healthy, like we saw at the beginning of the season, bro, they're a dangerous team. Like the defense, like they have the ability. They're, and they're the only team I see that has the ability to make a wall against Giannis and make it stick. Like the only team that has that ability. If Giannis goes to the final finals again this year against, the, let's say, the Warriors, I don't know. Like the Warriors' game plan have to be let Giannis get off, shut off, shut down everybody else because I don't think they have the personnel to build a wall and stop Giannis from, you know, being comfortable down low. And I'm not look in the in the finals. I don't think we're going to see or in players. I don't think we're going to see Giannis attempt that many threes. I think he's going to get to his game, get to his spots, put the basket in in the in the hole, and that's hard to stop when Giannis doing that at his at his best. So like my worry, I see like I said, like if they go up against the Warriors, how did how did the Warriors stop Giannis from dropping got, fifty I, and you know 
who sticks Giannis on that team? Draymond. Draymond right. will take that challenge on. Yeah, who, who sticks? So I guess we putting Clay on Middleton. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Draymond but will take I don't that think, challenge. That's I, I know Draymond team would that take doesn't it, have to can, do a wall. Can Draymond, can Draymond make Giannis uncomfortable enough to, to affect his game? And I don't think he can in a, in a playoff set, setting when the game is slowed down. I like your pick. I like your pick of Miami being sort of your dark horses. My only thing with Miami is number one, they're one of those teams that has to be absolutely healthy mm-hmm. in the playoffs yes. to, to be effective. Mm-hmm. Like and that's, been and that's sort of been their Achilles' heel. Yeah, that's the, the way the system the is. The last though. couple of years, every mm-hmm. time they get to the playoffs or they get deep, they said they, they seem to, to to lose a player and an important, a vital piece Please, to, yeah. to their whole thing. They're that's the team that that needs absolutely everything. Yeah. And I, totally they, agree. And I think they got the mental mm-hmm. toughness. They got the mental toughness to compete with everybody. But I just, I mean, I give them, I sort of give them a puncher's chance at, at best. Listen, the cookies just got to crumble like it did for the Suns. I just bro. think that they, they still need that. They still need another star that would be right. able agree, to, yeah. to carry the load. They don't have There's no superstar on offense with that team. But that team exactly. on paper is better than the team last year. I mean, I, I would argue. Yeah, especially at I mean, yeah, Kyle when you get Kyle Lowry in the playoffs and he slows the and he can slow the game down. But what Kyle Lowry are we getting? Are we getting the Kyle Lowry that's actually going to do yeah. something? Or are we getting the Kyle Lowry that's going to be in the gym shooting threes with the lights on? Health, man. It, it, it all depends on health. With health with those guys, man. They they one team that I can't. Afford I'm saying to if they are healthy, still you still got that worry about. You know, Kyle yeah, Lowry, like, because they mentally tough. They mentally like, tough. It's yeah, that's the reason why I don't like Eric Bledsoe because it's like he's not consistent enough. You know, no, he's not at all. and you had somebody like Terry Rozier show you up. Terry Rozier. Hey, Scary Terry. Scary Terry. <laughs> Come back to Boston, Scary Terry. Please, we need you. Uh, <laughs> we trade him for Sh- Schroeder. <laughs> uh, trade him for Schroeder. Not the move. Yeah. Not the move. But uh, let's move on to this other team, man. That we we They were there last year, but they ain't nowhere to be seen this year, man. Atlanta Hawks. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I don't know what's going on with my Boston team, which we're gonna talk about in the next episode. Because I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna sit here and be biased. You know, we got we got to dissect Boston, but right now the Hawks. What is going on with the Hawks? Um, Defense, they're showing man. that. Yeah, they're showing that it could have been a fluke last season. To be honest with you, agree. You know, they got hot at the right time. Maybe they had the like the right. Uh, uh, they finished at the right seed to have the right matchups when they did. Well, they um, should have never got past the 76ers. Let's right. see. Yeah. They should have never no, beat the 76ers. I don't know about that. No, they should have never beat the 76ers. That. You could say that, I guess. They should have never beat the 76ers. We know 76ers were the better team. Yeah, they should have never you know, beat the 76ers. You, Joel Embiid and, and, and Ben Simmons, the reason why Philly is so discombobulated this year is because of that series. Because right. Right. everybody in Philadelphia knows there ain't no way in hell the Hawks should have walked away with that series. That was if I'm not mistaken, didn't the Hawks win that, that series throughout the regular season? That could have been true too, but playoffs is a different monster than regular season. So I when, mean, you, when I mean, you think of, when we get to the playoffs, regular did you season completely don't matter trust, no more. Did you now, completely now trust Philly's offense in the playoffs? Because I didn't. I knew I, I knew that no, there was I, a ceiling to that offense. I can say that, but offensively, I think, Atlanta Hawks, they were they were a matchup nightmare for anybody. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think Philly was ready for the shooting, the shooting that Atlanta can give you with Herder, Hunter. 
Trey and being able Spoke, to, to uh, yeah, have those guys, big, those yeah. wings and bigs that can that can switch on but guard. There ain't so no way in hell I'm gonna sit here and say I thought Atlanta, not even with all the questions about Philly, was gonna be Philly in that series. Well, not only that, Atlanta was my dark horse last year. So I'm a little different. Philly, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn have been picked the last three seasons to be the top seed or the team representing the East when it came out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Every season. Okay, Philly's been right up there mentioned with the Milwaukee's and the Nets. So when you come across a team like Atlanta, you're expected to beat Atlanta and move on to the next round, whether it's the next round against the Nets, whether it's the next round against Milwaukee, whatever it may be. You got Embiid. He was the front runner, front runner for the MVP until he went down with an injury. Yes. They were supposed to win that series. Kudos to Atlanta. I root against Philly in every sport possible. Um, So I was all for Atlanta with that upset. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, Philly was not themselves last last so series. They still they still try to get over that Iris and curse. Iris and put a curse on them, bro. We did my boy third. <laughs> I think that last year's Hawks team was the perfect example of getting hot at the right time, and that's yeah. so important. And that's not limited to basketball. I mean, but we'll stay on basketball. But you know, that's that's the playoffs is getting hot at the right time and being consistent mm-hmm. when you need to be consistent. And the Hawks did that perfectly last year. You know, did they did they perform better than what they are? I think mm-hmm. so. I would Absolutely. say that's a fair assessment. Mm-hmm. But you know, you come back and you see that. Okay, so how do we? You know, we had a great run last year. We did we did way better than anyone ever expected. They didn't expect us to even make playoffs. And look how good we did in playoffs. So that raises the question for the next year after. So here we are. You know, they're underperforming apparently to what we saw last year, but. I think this is kind of just a middle of the pack team, to be honest with you. And I think on their lower end, if anything, how yeah, they what are they in eleven? I'm being generous now? with saying middle. 12? I mean, they're like lower half of the league right now. Uh, they're, to be they're, honest with I you. think Boston is eleventh, Atlanta is twelve. We I, yeah, I mentioned not, something seventeen and twenty a while back. Four and I six in the last while 10. back. Uh, I don't even know how many weeks ago it was on the podcast, and I talked about that's a team that I felt like really needed a veteran's presence that likes to talk and has a voice to keep the young boys in check. And it's quite possible when you have such a young team like that, that y'all are running high off of what you did last season. And one thing you got to remember is everybody gets better every season that we go into and every team ain't the same team that they was the last season. And just because you played well, just because you made it far in the playoffs, just because you had a good seed does not mean that's going to correlate into the next season and you're going to do the exact same thing all over again. If you had a veteran presence on there that could run his mouth and get in the young boys and stuff, and we talked about this before. We talked about how Lou Williams they had or whatever, but we said Lou Williams just ain't that kind of guy. He's a quiet guy. He flies under the radar a little bit. You just need a voice on there besides the head coach to tell the young guys, calm down, guys. We got to go just as hard as we did last season. Last season was last season. This is a new season now. And it seems like they still flying off of what they did last season and they need to step in in the high gear quick or this might not be a playoff team at all. Do you think Trey Trey Young can lead them to a championship? Absolutely. I'm not ready to give up on the – I mean, I know that they're going through through the the, the tough time right now, but – I'm not ready to give up on this Hawks team. I just know that they that they're one of those teams that can get hot throughout any time and throughout the season. And even though them and and Portland are having somewhat disappointing seasons, I'm not ready to look at them like how I look at a, a Portland team, a disappointment in, in, in that sense. I mean, I just think that they just got to be better on defense and 
earlier in the, in the season, they've been relying on Trey and Collins too much. They need to get back to playing team ball a little bit more, get a little okay. bit more sound on defense. Then they go on a couple win streaks, and then if they could go on a couple win streaks, I think it'll totally change how we're looking at them right now. I mean, they they seventeen, like you said, they seventeen and twenty. They're not too far behind five hundred. Okay. Out of all the, out of all the sub five hundred tra- uh, sub five hundred teams, I think you we can all say we trust them to be above five hundred by the end of the season or by the. I got a great question. I got a great question for you, Frank. You 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 hit all that right on the head, right? But here's my question for you, right? We won't even talk about the fact that there's a playing game now, right? Where nine and ten teams now have an opportunity yeah. to possibly be a playoff team. We won't even discuss that, right? But if we know that right now, the Cavs, if the playoffs started right now, are in the playoffs. We know right now, if the playoffs started right now, the Chicago Bulls are in the playoffs, the Washington Wizards. All teams that weren't in the playoffs last season, correct? Mm-hmm. That means well, that those line, teams, so they were in the play. Okay, so they're in the play, right? And the Wizards made the play in last season, right? So if you want, take the mm-hmm. Wizards out of there, right? All I need to say is two teams: if the Chicago Bulls and the Cleveland Cavaliers did not make the playoffs last season, and we're looking at them right now as a playoff team, what teams that made the playoffs last season are being removed from the playoff picture for the Cavs to jump in? And for the uh, 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 Bulls to jump in, because right now the Cavs and Bulls are supposed to be in the playoffs the way that they're playing. So two teams got to come out of that top eight, right? Right yeah. now it looks like Atlanta's the one coming out to let one of these teams in, and somebody else has to be. Maybe it's the Celtics are going to be out to let one of these. But teams then in. I think we played. We were in the play-in last year. We again, yeah, we played the Wizards in the play-in. Yeah, we we were in the play-in last year. Celtics were in the play-in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So right but, now, but somebody, yeah, somebody is, is not going to make the playoffs Correct. this season that Correct. made it last season. Yeah, but Correct. right now it's it, right now it would be Atlanta and the Knicks if we're taking two teams out. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Those two teams. And to be honest, I think the Wizards are going to fizzle out. They're fizzling. Oh, they're yes. fizzling. They're currently. The question <laughs> is, the question is, because the Cavs fizzled a little bit too. And the, that's what I'm saying. The, the question is, are they going to fizzle? Are they going to fizzle a little bit more to see themselves out? And give the Knicks, Atlanta, Boston a chance to get in there, because mm-hmm. I, I like those are the teams that I'm looking at. That because the Hornets are there, the Raptors are there, Cleveland's there, Seventy Sixers, Heat, Milwaukee, Nets, Bulls. So we know this is another one. We, we know the Bulls are going to be in there. So close, everything is so yeah, close. Yeah, we know <laughs> it's a uh, uh, B- Brooklyn's back uh, from first place a game and a half. Milwaukee's two games and a half. Miami's three games, and then Philly's five games, and then Cleveland's five games and a half, and then everybody but even else those is bottom seven. tiers. Yeah, then I mean, yeah. They, seven. Like they, they all close to each yeah. other. So if you look at six through eight, Cleveland's twenty-one and seventeen, Toronto's eighteen and seventeen, and then Houston's twenty and nineteen, and then Washington's nineteen and nineteen, Knicks is nineteen and twenty, Boston's eighteen and twenty-one, and the Hawks is seventeen and twenty. After that, it's matter. a big drop off because yes. You, the Pacers are 14 and 25, uh, Pistons 7 and 30, and Magic are 7 and 32. Jeez. It's a matter of talking realistically. I mean, the Hornets, the Bulls, and the Cavs were not in the playoffs last season. Mm-hmm. So if they are proving that they deserve or they want to be in there this season, my three personal teams opinion, I don't out. think the Cavs are going to be there. I think the Cavs will end up in the play-in. Well, we know the Nets ain't coming out of the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, the we Bulls, know yeah, the are coming no. out. You know, Philly ain't coming out. So, I mean, the Heat I think ain't the top five teams, the Wizards will be fighting for I think that the last top five part. teams is, is mm. solidified. Like, I think they're going to be there in the playoffs. The Bulls, the Nets, the Bucks, the Heat, and the 76ers. I think anything the after the- that, after six, is a toss-up between 
Cleveland, Raptors, Hornets, Wizards, Knicks, Celtics, Hawks. So I think all those teams still got a chance. So I think we might be surprised at the at the last, you know, four teams that make the playoffs. It might not be Cleveland. Cleveland might make it. Mm-hmm. It might Boston might get it together. Like Frank said, Hawks might go on some amazing ass run. So if everybody had one team to choose, if everybody had one team to choose, right? That's not in the playoff picture right now. That's blow the playoffs that made the playoffs last season. Who do you think will it be to get in? Is it Atlanta? Is that who you're going with, Frank? I'm going with Atlanta, yeah, definitely. No, I'm not going with Atlanta. Like I said, I think the Knicks and the Wizards will be fighting for that last spot when it comes down to it. Atlanta's 8-9 and at home and 9-11 and on the road. Boston Boston is at least 11-8 and at home, so we defend our home court okay. And, and then we're seven and seven, seven and thirteen on the road. So we don't we don't play well on the road, but we're twelve and eleven in our conference, and the Hawks are ten and twelve. So it's like mine would be. Do I see the two. Hawks? Do I see the Hawks be, getting there before Boston? Not being biased, no. I think Boston will figure it out once they have Jalen Brown and Tatum healthy, and you know once we get the the the. The you know COVID stop hitting these teams. We'll, we'll they'll get back into their flow. Um, I think Boston's going to kick up after All Star. I think you'll see the the best of them after All Star. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I mean, the, if I had to choose two, I mean, like pick one team. I would obviously I'd narrow it down to Atlanta and Boston. Boston, yeah. But mm-hmm. I just think that you know, if I had to look at a team and say, okay, which which one of these teams is better than the other? I I think I think Boston. You have to look on that team on paper and say that's the team that's better mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. better, more than likely better teams figure it out. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean that's not coming from bias. That's just coming from you know the perspective of okay, this team is better than the Atlanta like, Hawks in my like opinion. I watch, player for I player. watch Boston some games, bro. We play defense well when we want to, and that's a problem for me. We got to come out and play defense well every night. We got to make it a problem for teams to score every night, and it's not like that every night. Then on offense, it's a little bit what Smart said in the beginning of it. It's like Tatum still forcing up shots when he gets to the basket. He's still doing his regular thing. Yeah, he might be passing a little bit more, looking for his teammates a little bit more, but Tatum still kind of – I'm the front guy. I'm going to do what I want. But then on the on the back end, you got Jalen Brown coming in the game when you're not there dropping 50. So, like, I think the problem for Boston is you need to figure out who's the front guy. Is it going to be Tatum or is it going to be Brown? And then when you do that, you then got to ask yourself a question is, can the other guy take a second role? If that guy can't, you have to trade him. And it's sad to say that because I like the talent Boston have, but that's the question Boston has to be realistic with themselves. They have to ask themselves, who is our best chance to win a championship can that other guy be the second fiddle if the other guy is, can't be a set because what if we decide Jalen Brown's our front guy and it's not Tatum I don't think Tatum will take second fiddle mm-hmm. my thing with Boston is that you guys your Achilles Hill lately has been your inability to consistently defend the three-point line That's what and I said. We Atlanta is a team Atlanta is a team that can get hot from three and can get hot in transition. So if that if you guys ever match up against them, that would be a dangerous matchup. You would have to turn it into a half court game where where Tatum and, no, and Jalen Brown would I think be in a seven game series. The, the no, game. I think in a seven but game if series. But if they dictate night. the pace of the game, and especially with, if they're if they're able to be consistent from three point range, that could that could be a, a scary matchup for you guys. I'm glad playoffs. you said that, Frank, because I was just saying I have a weird feeling that these two teams might meet in the in play. the play in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just saying who wins, who wins that? Who wins Atlanta? Boston and who? Atlanta. I think Atlanta, Atlanta wins whoever that. Di- whoever dictates the pace. Nah, I think I mean, because you, you guys both have good coaching. 
I mean, the, the coaching I was I would say is is pretty much even, especially with, with, with Nate being over there. When is the trade? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think both teams need to make a just like I said um, with, with the Miami Heat. Um, the Atlanta Hawks is the team that has to be absolutely healthy to be effective. Yes. They need all of their pieces. I, that's where I trust Boston a little bit more. Boston, I think, if they're missing a couple pieces, as long as they got Jalen and 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 um and and uh, yeah, Tatum, they got they always got a, they always got a better chance than, than everybody. I trust that one two punch more than I trust you know uh, Trey and Collins. Yeah, if that, I had that's, to the, that's the thing with Dude, Atlanta though Collins is they need everything to go right for them yep. to be competitive. Mm-hmm. But I but the thing is like you wouldn't you look at last year and like everything did go right and you see how dangerous that was for everyone they were exactly. facing. Exactly. So it's like a, it's, it's a scary on. situation if you are playing them, but I mean it's if they're hot they're hot. I mean I think not. teams figured the Hawks out. That's what I think it is. I think that's what's showing right yeah, now. That's, that's fair. Well, I, the league just got better. Everybody got better. That could be like true too. Said, but all with, of the teams with around them that, that were trash with, last year, what comes with that being everybody's better, better. So now the Hawks are true. trying to adjust to the to the whole league being better, especially the, the Eastern Conference being a lot the tougher. East so the East is back. Exactly. Some people saying it's better than the West, and they'll be all right. Some people saying it's better than the West, but I would make an argument at this point. Yeah, I would make an argument. No, I I agree with you. I agree with you, Frank. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that teams could have got better, but in getting better, it's all it's also knowledge, knowledge of other teams, what they like to do, their success, what they do. And you can go in with games plan to make it that like that goes along with you being better to stop these things. And I think that's what people I think the way people defend uh, the Hawks, it makes it harder for them to get their shots off to to be comfortable in their rhythms. Um, because I, I mean, I watched a couple of their games and I could pull out my, my notepad with the games that I watch where I'm just looking like. All right, they ain't shooting too well because they're trying to get to their spots, but the defense is getting there. Like I remember, did like, they have talk- a player or two injured? If you yeah, check- like, that's why I said I said it early. Like they they haven't been healthy too. But one thing I wanted to point about Boston, I watched the game and I, it's in my notepad too, where Boston was closing out down low and then getting back to the to the three point line, closing out. We have the ability to what you said, Frank. Like where we struggle at the perimeter, we have the ability to do well there. But it's are these guys putting consistently? Are they putting the effort in to do it on a consistent basis? And they ain't. I, I'm watching well, the games, and I'm telling you, they ain't doing it. That could well, be just regular to, season flow. Man, I think they're tapping once they get to the playoffs, and and it really matters. More. That's why I said Boston kicks up after all. That's when they show they they, they see, true color. And y'all see what we're talking about over here, because that's what the NBA is: is defense and how well you shoot the three pointer. That's the league we play in today. Three and if your team can play, your team can play defense, good defense. If your team plays good defense and you get hot at the three on offense, that's usually the recipe to winning a game nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Play D and shoot the three and get hot. That's it. Three and that's D it. players are so underrated now, man. I mean, people are starting to look at them now and say, okay, maybe the three ball and playing defense is a little more important than we thought. So, Especially when you got those guys as role players and you could, you, you could make them sit in spots and just pop and then get back down on defense. Right, right. Yeah, you know. those players are really important. I mean, that you would how they get paid, you wouldn't think so just because no. of but they're they're role players. That's what they one do. episode we gotta they look need... at contracts though, but because I yeah. think you guys would be surprised at who gets paid like 13 million dollars this season, right? <laughs> this season, like there's some names there. You're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But uh let's move on to some football, man. So 
What NFL Uh-oh. teams are you guys most looking forward Uh-oh. to in the playoffs? I'll start and Uh-oh. I'm going to tell you two good ones and one little question mark. All right. So the two teams <laughs> I'm looking forward to is two young quarterbacks. All right. And these quarterbacks names are going to be tied oh, together man. for the foreseeable future. <clears throat> what you say? Oh, a man for bro. It's, I mean, it's, I get... it's Ryan Tannehill and Josh Allen. Ryan, not a young quarterback. Uh, Cause I'm lying. It's Justin Herbert and, 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 and uh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like I'm looking. Well, Justin Herbert's got to win. He got to win first. Yeah, I know. Week. But he's in um, he's he's in a a, a good place. They get, they better win. I mean, yeah, I want to yeah. see what them guys do, man. Just so inconsistent, man. It is, but to see these guys have a little taste of a of a playoff game, just to to understand what it's like. Like that's going to be big for them. That's why I'm looking at the Chargers and, and the Bengals. Um, if the Bengals do, if they get in, because it's like you want those guys. Yeah, they but they got a Z next to their name. Yeah, Bengals, the Bengals, the, already, the Bengals they clinched they, the division already. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, they got so they a Z next in. to their name. Yeah, they got a Z. I'm next talking to about them. Herbert. He has to win this week to get in. Yeah, Herbert is a is a he has a must win. They got you a know? must win this week. The Chargers have to win. Chargers have to win, or they're not. The, the only Z's, the Z is the Titans. That's the home field advantage. That yeah. goes to the to the number one team. Mm. Yeah, we the got Chargers the Z's. And the oh, wait, y'all got to win to keep that number one, too, though. <laughs> we'll handle that. Don't worry about he that. Said, don't, worry don't be about surprised that, if you see Derrick Henry. Don't be surprised if you see D. Henry Sunday either. He's off the IR now. I right, believe. Who they playing? Mm-hmm. Who the He's Chargers off the get? IR. That's scary. They're talking that about whether he can right, get the Chargers. Some up the the five Chargers play the Raiders in their last the game. Whichever team wins goes to playoffs. Yeah, I think the Chargers going to win that game, bro. Ooh. I hope they do because, like you said, I'm excited to see a quarter like quarterback like Herbert too. Yeah, I want to see these guys in the playoffs. So let me say that because they, they still they still on the fringe. And, uh, you know, I don't pay attention if you can watch last episode, all this. He got to win. He got to lose. You got to tie to get in. That shit crazy. But I want to see the Chargers and the Bengals because I want to see how two young quarterbacks handle the pressure of the playoffs. And then I think we could get a really good glimpse at what kind of quarterbacks they're going to be. Um, And then my other team that I kind of got a question mark to that I think might just lose their first game in the playoffs is Arizona, bro. I think I think Mm. Arizona is is done, bro. I think Arizona's on upset alert. Yeah, I think I think mm-hmm. it's over for him, bro. The that's fall just from my, grace. Yeah, that's just my opinion. I think this season's done for him. I think uh it's I two think, seasons in a row, man, where they just started off so well, seven game winning streaks yeah. to start the season. I mean and this then downhill. That was a team we were saying was at the like almost the number one in the league at, at one point. Yeah, they let they're then, six now, and it's like and then they just well, fifth, fall. Yeah, fifth. They're fifth. Don't Hard. Mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, is this what we're just calling as a regular season first half team? You know the 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 Super Bowl favorites. Maybe. The first half who and are you after blame that? that on? Is that not coaching? Like you got to coach the team better to 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 play Cliff well at the Kingsbury, end of the season. I like I like Cliff Kingsbury, their coach. I mean, he's one of the best air raid offense. You know, I mean, he did that back in college, back when he was at Texas A and M. But the thing is, where 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 are the issues on this Arizona Cardinals team? You know, I mean, this defense was number up. one in the league. You know, for the first half of the season. And then, you know, they had, what, nine sacks through, like, what, three gate, two games, something like that, something, insane mm-hmm. number, and then it starts tailing off. And then you look at their offensive production, I mean, skyrocketed. And then, you know, middle of the season comes around, and then some people get hurt, some things go the wrong way, and then it just declined. Ever since Kyler Murray got out that first, the first time he went out, they have not been the same since. They don't beat the and then D-Hop, 
that's that. Hey, that's the that whole big, yeah, that's a big loss. That's yeah. the, the the biggest the biggest piece to the whole. Don't, don't that's they the, got, that's, who else? Who else they want? But they got Christian Christian Kirk, say, Isabella. Isabella. Yeah, um, they got some guys out there. Rondell Moore, tight end. Rondell Moore. Remember, they just they just got Hopkins, and those two guys was out there before Hopkins was there, and they was putting up some numbers, especially Isabella. That's how we know his name. Andy is and a I mean, impact wise, they didn't have the. You no, can't, not the you impact. They had AJ Green. We all forgot AJ Green. Right. And AJ Green, but all, but you know what? D Hop opens that up for no, everybody. He keeps an extra safety. Over, you have to keep an extra safety and over the top to honor him. That, that <laughs> it, it, he totally changes their whole defense. He changes Kyler Murray's impact. Now, Kyler, now. When they when they play when they have them. favor they favor um D hop a little more. Now um Kyler Murray is able to be creative, whether it's throwing the ball under or whether it's using his legs to be creative. Mm-hmm. That opens up everything. When you don't have a D hop, now you have to focus in but don't you on think the Kyler Murray. Have a plan B if D hop go down if he's that vital to a damn team. You don't so think the thing, there should I mean, be some type of game plan? Like, all right, if this is how we're getting this off because of D-Hop, we now have to figure out some way to get it off with D-Hop not impacting the game. I think they fell in love with the luxury of having D-Hop because D-Hop exactly. opened up that, that offense insanely. Oh, J.J. Watt coming back, too. J.J. Watt is coming back. I'm not sure how big of a deal that's going to be. I think he's going to watch. But it's the Arizona Cardinals are a retirement home at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think te- that – Texans after uh, Watt get out of there. Not yeah. Watt, uh, Watson. I think I just think that um they they took D Hop for granted and you know because D Hop opened so, for so much covers that Andy Isabella, Rondale Moore, AJ Green. I mean there was a time where you know D Hop wasn't getting all the targets. There were times mm-hmm. where D Hop wasn't even leading in targets for a good amount of games. I mean some of it was going to Rondale he just Moore, was making that one two AJ big Green. Plays. Exactly, it was just yeah. a matter of fact of him being on the field created offense. And when you have mm-hmm. players like that, that just shows how important they are to your team, team and how yeah. much you will miss them when they're not on the field. And, and they're still like in the process of building. Like they just, they're just starting to, they're just starting to, to, to hit their mark as a, as an organization. So when you lose, two years, two, we two lose years, two yeah. key players like a, a Kyler Murray, Murray and a D Hop, and then you yeah. lose pieces on defense that's as well. True. I mean, it, it's tougher. It's tougher on a team that's in the process of building up. To, to to rebound off of that, but still in all, they still managed to be ten and four or ten and five. I mean, they still it's they still similar. beat the Dallas Cowboys, so you got to give them some type of credit. They're don't, still don't dangerous forget. to don't to forget. a certain degree. So I mean, I don't trust them to go. I never really Titans. trusted them to get to the Super Bowl, but I mean, maybe yeah, week one they destroyed us, demolished us. Yeah, that was that, that first was our worst team. Loss. That was the first that was half our, team right there. First game of the season. That was that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What I, I saw that score. I had to stop there. I was like, I got to mention that. But, but the two quarterbacks at, I'm focused on the most. I want to look coming at, up this playoffs. I'll go ahead, go ahead. So they lost to Green Bay, which is yeah. If they if they uh, gotta if they gotta play, you know, somewhere in that playoffs, are you taking Arizona or are you taking Green Bay? I'm taking Green Bay. I know Frank taking Arizona. Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> He's not taking Green Bay to win the Super. Don't do that, Frank. Because you know what Green Bay does. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, yeah, taking yeah. I'm taking. No, them. I mean I would take Green Bay over over the Cardinals. All right. mm-hmm. The Rams without D Hop. The Rams. The Rams. Yeah. That's the Rams. That's 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 one of the teams or one of the quarterbacks who I'm focused on seeing in the playoffs the most is Matthew is Matt Stafford. Stafford. And and Derek Carr, those two guys in the playoffs because it's been a while since since Derek Carr's been in the playoffs. 
And I think he needs he needs a couple playoff wins under his belt for his legacy as well and for going forward because he still has to get another max contract. So he still has something to play for as well. And Matthew Stafford, we all know that his his inconsistencies throughout being in, in, in Detroit and not and being able to play without having any pressure under him. Now the whole environment's changed. Now you're no, in a setting where you're in, you're in a win-now mode. So every, the stakes are higher. Everything is more important, and everything is focused on him. And and he's the he's the engine to that to that whole team, and he's the key to the whole their whole Super Bowl run. So it starts with him. It starts with those two quarterbacks. Those who I'm I'm excited to see in the playoffs. I think it starts and ends with Matthew Stafford, and just how how well the Rams do is depending. I mean, solely on how Matthew Stafford performs, because you see yep. the games where they win, he does great. The games where they lose, he does. Horrible. It looks like they it looks like they would be better off having Jared Goff back there at certain mm-hmm. games with how many just terrible decisions. I mean, so many That's slow agreed. starts. So many slow starts. I don't I don't the Rams team is is very inconsistent and it all starts with Stafford. I mean, I was riding high on Stafford. I mean, I think everyone was for this first half of the season because you saw how well everything was gelling. But then, like how you said, like people start figuring teams out. And I think the Rams got figured out a little bit, man. They started figuring out Matthew Stafford well, in that new Odell, system. But with Adam Odell, I think that's a little another little notch because he has a touchdown. I agree, but can you – if this team still had that's Robert Woods – if this team still had Robert Woods healthy, I think yeah, – that, that would be – that, that would be a big – that would be a huge, huge help with that. For that wide receiving core of Odell, Bobby Trees, and Cooper Cup, oh, my gosh. Oh, Roy, you said your team that you're looking out for is the Rams? Uh, no, oh. <laughs> no, I don't want to watch the Rams. I don't want right, to watch so hold on, Frank, who you said? What was your two friends? Yeah, my uh, the two guys that I want to see the play in the playoffs the most is, is Derek Carr and Matt Stafford. Those, Derek Carr. those two guys, so Derek Carr got to make it too. He got to win that game against, the yeah, yeah he wins. really got something to prove, man. And, and if they can make the playoffs with all of the turmoil that they had going on throughout this whole season, that'd be a great, that'd be a great statue for um, for, for Derek Carr. And especially when it comes to uh, contract time, that that definitely will work in his favor. Yeah, I don't think he'll beat it no more. So, and as scary as they are, man, those that's one team that can literally beat anybody. They have the weapons on offense to scare the shit out of any defense. It's just about what they can do on defense. I can't yeah. wait for Kirk Cousins to get cut. But Roy, what was your who, who your team? You looking <laughs> My team. To? He, you already know, man. Steelers are making it. We're gonna make the possible <laughs> happen. What? Now they have you a three percent chance. They, yes, we yeah, can. Yeah, 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 got a chance. Yes, yes we can. can. Yes, they do. We need. Yes, they do. It's a scenario. Things for a little piece of. It's a change. scenario. So we need the Jaguars to beat the Colts. All right, so never mind. It's already over. But we need right. the Jaguars to beat the Colts. And then the Raiders and the Chargers cannot. The Colts still in contention too. The Colts exactly in contention over um, the Chargers. Hey, look, Roy, don't, 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 don't be so, don't be so, so down on that because the Colts, the Colts don't win in Jacksonville. They historically they historically suck in in Jacksonville. So you they haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. And Jacksonville is none of those players are on those teams this right now. But, but history, history don't lie, man. I, I can't keep talking and about this history. That, and every team like is that, completely Carson different personnel. Look, Carson I'm just Wentz. saying, Carson Wentz is notorious for blowing games just like this. <laughs> yep. And I'm trying to tell I, you. My only caveat to that is I think Jacksonville might throw on purpose. They might throw the game on purpose just so they can get that number uh, – help get a higher draft pick. That's my only reason. The Giants better do. I don't know, but – I mean, if I mean, regardless of the Steelers, I don't think they'll make it. To be honest, it'd be cool if Ben makes the playoffs one last time. If not, 
It's all right. He had a good send off. Stacked and just lay there like he did. <laughs> but let me ask you something, Roy. Get really that man great. a cane. Right. They got a Roy. <laughs> do you really want to see this Steelers team in the playoffs? They like, don't deserve with, to make with playoffs. Everything going on, like, do you they don't they deserve, deserve to make playoffs. playoffs. Not even close. That's my not only even thing a long shot. They don't. I mean, you should watch this this season. We don't. We're not a playoff team. I'll be the first to tell you that. Just being honest with you, I see one team I really want to see is man. I want to see them Bengals. Oh my goodness. I, I, I hate to say it because, you know, I, I don't like the Bengals, the big division rival, but man, it's hard to hate that team and just seeing how well they played. That's yep. a really exciting. That reminds me that watching them reminds me of how we all started watching Baltimore back when Baltimore first got Lamar and Lamar was popping off. I kind of look mm-hmm. at the Bengals as that team now. So it's, it's cool to see, you know, so much of, and they're all yeah, young guys. So fast though. Like, they're all young guys to get rid of exactly. and AJ green. And then have this big of a turnaround to where they and about to quick. Be in the playoffs a couple of just years how you later. said so quick. I mean, and you see Joe Shiesty out there, man, that boy's <laughs> crazy. And you got a young, confident team like that, a young team that's just playing with house money. That you don't want to see the type of team like that with no. that type of confidence in the playoffs, man, especially early in the playoffs. And just how you were saying, man, that this is that dip, of, even if they do not do well, this is that dip of playoffs they need. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. need that one. Ex- you need some experience in the playoffs before and, I can trust and you. And the loss is what's going to hurt you most because then you're like, all right, now when I get back there, I got to see what a win will feel like. Yeah. So everyone's all, and these are all young players that are getting mm-hmm. their toes wet. And, you know, they're going to try to keep, obviously, they're going to try to keep this core together. I mean, offense and defense, because they're doing mm-hmm. pretty well on both sides of the ball. It's not the just the offense. Better not mess it up. Mm-hmm. Better I not mean, fix it this fast and then mess it up. Exactly. But sure but don't do what the Jets do, because I know you know your boy, your boy GK high on the Jets, but the Jets are known for trading away <laughs> all their good pieces, bro. Every time they get mm-hmm. a good player, they trade that nigga away. Like some other team mm-hmm. can have your talent. Pete, what you who you looking out for? Yeah, um, I was gonna say with the whole Herbert thing, I was gonna say I'm looking out for a guy before the playoffs even start. And that's Justin Herbert to get his team there. Um, I've been high on Justin Herbert all season long, man. I think the guy is like top two, top three quarterback in this league once some of these older guys start to retire. I uh, mean, Justin nice. Herbert is just, he's just that good, man. The arm talent, the explosiveness, he can even run. Um, I'm just such a huge Justin Herbert fan. I want to see him get through these um, these Raiders this week. And I want to see what he can do in the playoffs. I'm, I'm super excited to see that. Um, as far as my second team, it would have to be the Rams. Um, the Rams have been at some points very inconsistent this season. And I want to see if that inconsistency doesn't roll into the playoffs and they just go on a nice run. Um, being the Giants fan that I am, I'm excited to see Odell in the playoffs. I want to see him prove himself. I think he's going to have a really good playoff game, whether they win or lose. I think he really shows out. Um, and I want to see Stafford, you know, not have to be looked at in the way of okay well dang maybe it wasn't Detroit maybe it was you maybe you're not the answer to golf maybe we made a mistake I don't want to see all that I want to see Stafford go and do what they need to do especially when you got Cooper Cup statistically the best wide receiver in football this season he's at a historic level with the numbers he's putting up right now everything should be clicking the right way for the Rams to go on a decent run yes there are very good teams Green Bay who I'm high on and I picked to go the entire way 
yeah, those are teams you're going to have to get through. But at the same time, I still want to see good performances. And I want to see you at least get to the first, second round, or at least an NFC championship game. But on the AFC side, it's definitely the Chargers. Don't know how far they can make it. Even if they were to lose in their first round playoff game, I want to see Herbert put up some big numbers, keep the game close, and maybe even have a chance to win the game in the last couple minutes. All right, talking about these damn Rams, bro. Who who you think going further, the Rams or Buffalo? Uh, there be two both inconsistent teams. I get the words out my mouth. That's what I was gonna <laughs> say. I, picked them. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm stuck. I, I would probably say I I can't I can't trust the Bills. I really can't. We, I thought I could. Your answer once you know the matchups, but. Yeah, I, the, I would say the I'd ride with the Rams. Uh, once you know because who, who they're gonna play in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm riding. I'm riding off the Rams because I would rather trust the inconsistency of one man than the inconsistency of a whole entire team, and that's what you get with the Bills. I believe is the Bill, entire Bills team is inconsistent. You know, with the Rams, it's Stafford. I would trust Stafford to be consistent more than I would mm. the whole entire Bills team because that Bills team does not look good. That whole team looks terrible. I mean, they look like a team that we've never – I mean, never even think from coming from them. I mean, this was a Super Bowl favorite before preseason. And now it's it's like I don't even – I don't even want to watch – I think they're an early exit, if you ask me, just how, how they've been performing. I think if Buffalo doesn't want to have an issue, um, something I noticed last week, Josh Allen needs to just run. Run, 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 run. He started that game off with two rushing touchdowns. Just run, man. Make all the decisions. You should be the team's leading rusher, not the running back on the team. You got to throw, you throw the football. You got a good arm. You know, no one's questioning any of that. But if the guy's not open, forget that throw away. Forget that dump off. Just take off and slide safely and do it with your legs. If you got to turn into a Lamar Jackson type of guy where the other team is more worried about you running the ball than throwing the ball, then so be it. If you got to win these games with your legs, do it. Because the one thing that he has that a guy like Lamar Jackson doesn't have is that size. Josh Allen can actually run and take some hits and sometimes even be the one delivering the hit when he runs the football. So I think um, if Josh Allen lets his legs take over in a game, that's when they're actually pretty tough to beat. My thing with the Bills is just that they don't have a running game. I mean, I'm talking about I'm, they don't exactly. have they have no running do not hand Josh off Allen. the ball. <laughs> they, Josh Allen, okay, but the, but designed run plays, you know, where we actually do a football move and hand it off to the running back. They don't do that. They don't. They, they the Devin Singletary everywhere. Singletary gets no love, and I think Singletary needs to go somewhere else. I think he's a good player, but this and they, they Moss have is their goal line back. That, Zach Moss has been a healthy scratch throughout this season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so I mean, it, it raises questions because he's coming out of college. We thought Zach Moss was like, okay, this guy is going to be something in the NFL, and then you mm-hmm. know he did okay last year, and then this year he's he's a healthy scratch on like six games. Something's not right. But I mean, th- it just shows that they don't value the run game at all. And I and I would take the Rams run game over that. So I, I think Rams go farther, but the Bills, I, you're just throwing the ball the entire time. Sony Michelle took over that run game um, for Daryl Henderson over with the Rams. And he's been doing it. He's been playing great. You know, when Sony Michelle was on the Patriots, as we know, the Patriots always have this running back by committee yes. where it's three, four guys that do the job in one game. Whereas Sony Michelle now seems to be the guy. Daryl Henderson had an injury. He missed a couple of weeks. And now Sony Michelle has been running the ball so well that um, Henderson really hasn't gotten the job back. So um, 
yeah, the, the Rams running game has actually looked really good lately on a team where you think of them as just a pass first team. They've actually been running the ball yeah. and that may have opened up things when it comes to the aerial attack. And this Rams running game is only going to get better because Cam Akers is back. A lot of people forget mm-hmm. Cam Akers tore his ACL in preseason, who was the mm-hmm. running back from Florida State that they drafted. And they were Last really season. hot. This yeah. was guy, this Cam Akers was supposed to be the bell cow for this team. He was supposed to be the workhorse. So, I mean, you got him coming back into that run game too. Whew, that's scary. That's why I trust the Rams more, man. Josh Allen, Frank, is supposed to be this quarterback. You know, why, do everybody, why does everybody have these damn doubts? Is not it. I've, I've been telling y'all all year, I'm not sold on the Buffalo Bills. I say it week after week after week. I see I see the potential in, in Josh Allen. I, everybody's seeing it. It's glaring at times. But then there are glaring times where he shows you that maybe he's not ready to take that next level yet. You feel me? He, he he does well carrying his team, but he also puts his team in some bad predicaments, some bad situations as well. And with them having uh, a non-existence run game, and then you're missing your top defender, your top cornerback, Jadavion White, for the rest of the year. How do you think that's going to play out in the playoffs when you start to come across these these high end these high end um uh, wide receivers? And then it's not like last year when you're playing with home field advantage, where teams have to come into mm-hmm. a freezing cold Buffalo where the, where the weather might affect the game. Now you have to take that team, you have to take that show on the road. And and the, I don't think that he's shown he's shown anybody anything to say that, yeah, these guys are the absolute favorite. I mean, I knew I know what they were last year. I think that's what that's what everybody focuses more so on. Just everything that they did last year. I'm more so of a living in the moment type of person. That's why I favor the Rams team more. That Rams team, all they need to get to the Super Bowl is for Matt Stafford to not to not mess up. They can yes. get to the Super Bowl just off that defense alone. So I mean, they they're right up there, and especially with with Tampa Bay playing like how they've been playing. I trust I trust the Rams to make it to the Super Bowl as much as I trust any team in the NFC. It's just this as wide my, open at, with those top three, top four teams as it is the AFC. So that's exactly this, why I trust the Rams. The this, is, this is what happens when you tell a young quarterback and his team that they're the favorite to win it all or go to the Super Bowl because you put that mm-hmm. immense amount of pressure on a young guy that hasn't been around that long. And it's like, oh, uh, I'm picked to do this. Come on. They were picking Buffalo to win that division and go right into the Super Bowl. What they say? They said, Buffalo? And Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. That's yep. all I heard yep. preseason yep. before the, before the season started was it was already given to Buffalo. And then what happened? The Patriots started playing good, and, and and we weren't even talking about Buffalo winning that division no more. Exactly. So when you put that kind of pressure on a young quarterback that's not ready to handle it, not saying that all quarterbacks that are young can't handle it, but when you start anointing these guys as division winners, I mean, come on, we were sitting here saying that Buffalo is going to be the new uh, New England Patriots of that AFC East, where Buffalo from mm-hmm. now on for the next 10 years is going to run away with that division. Well, no, that's not going to be the case. Yes, I get it. We don't got to worry about the Jets, but you got the Patriots over there that you need to worry about who have a very good quarterback, a very good system. They're well coached over there. And Josh Allen, uh, maybe he needs more weapons. He's got Stefan Diggs. Maybe he's still young, whatever the case may be. But you're putting a lot of pressure on this guy, just anointing him this and anointing his team that and saying they're Super Bowl champs before the season even started. That's a lot to live up with when you're a 22, 23 year old guy. Yeah. Don't forget Miami is a Deshaun Watson away from being 
one amongst one of those top teams in the AFC East as well. Yep. So it's yep. God forbid they, they happen to pull the trigger on that trade and Deshaun Watson is able to play. So now you got to worry about Mac Jones in that division and, and on top of uh, Deshaun Watson and the number one defense in Miami. I mean, I know we thrashed them, the Titans thrashed them uh, last week, but they still have, have the number one defense consistently throughout the whole year. So they got some stuff working over there in the works as well. It, that's the thing with the Bills, man, is just like throughout this entire season, as the season progressed, we no matter what the records were, we thought the Bills were going to pick it up and take that division back. I mean, yeah. up until like up until a couple over. weeks ago, up until a couple weeks ago, we said, oh, the Bills got it. Don't worry about it. It's it's week 13. Mm-hmm. They're not playing good. That's all right. They still win this division. That just shows how much how much leeway we gave them at the beginning of this year compared to where they actually are. And you made up a great point with this Miami Dolphins team in that division as well. I mean, hey, they they started this season what one and eight, something like that, something mm-hmm. crazy like that. One seven yeah, that seven exactly straight, one and seven. Yeah, and then one seven straight. I mean, they are like how you said they are one quarterback away from being a potential playoff team. I mean, you could even argue they're a potential playoff team. They were a potential playoff team this year. I mean, they were exactly. up until last week. I mean, I think they messed up by not doing anything with the Deshaun Watson trade at the deadline. I think that kind of messed mm-hmm. them up there. But other yeah, than but that, I, think I mean. They, they traded for him this year when he had been able to play. I believe so. I mean, technically. He can play right now. He can play, he's play right now. He's able to play right now. They're just not playing them. Yeah, the Texans they, just not playing them. They're not playing them. I don't know. That. I think I think that's smart. I mean, I hate to say I it, it's a smart move. Like the case yeah, it is. It's, it's going to be a distraction with the media constantly asking questions about all that stuff and not yeah. about football. But football. you cannot so blame the Texans for not playing him. You no, cannot blame yeah. the Texans for not playing no, him. Not at all. Not at all. Save his value. He gets hurt. That's it. You just lost all your trade value just like that. Just right. like yeah, that. That's true, too. And, you're, and it's a lost season. Quick, one thing about Miami, right? Believe it or not, though, what we are forgetting is, right, and I get it, Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Tua and all of that, right? But Tua goes on his seven-game win streak, and keep in mind, that one-in-seven record, Tua wasn't there for all of that. He really wasn't. Jacoby Brissett got some starts. Tua was injured for quite a while. I want to say he missed three to four games, possibly. So we're, we're hitting Tua real hard. I get it, Deshaun Watson's better, and Tua should play better and could be better and might not be the answer in Miami. But, pull the trigger, trigger on him somehow. but we can't just, you know, write him off completely. He was around this season for more of those wins than he was for those losses at the beginning of the season. He, while he was, I would say that the passing game was not winning them their games. I would say that exactly. their, their run Good game point. was great. I mean, Miles Gaskin came out this year and just did right. amazing. I mean, Salvin Ahmad. I mean, even their backup running backs were doing fantastic. And that defense, mm-hmm. that defense was one of the most slept on defenses. Even la- yep. this is coming from last year. Last year, from week seven on, that was the best defense in the NFL, believe it <laughs> yep. or not. They were. And so that's why this year I thought they were going to be a stout, you know, a young, hardcore defense. And they come out and they 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 suck. They, let's just call we call a spade a spade. They sucked. They did. But that defense is a young core. They really picked it back up, and you started to see that as they played that defense. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, a lot of people sleep on the special teams aspect of football, but that special teams was pretty dangerous as well. So I mean. Mm-hmm. You, you look at it, the pass, yes, passing game is important. You know, you do need to be able to pass the ball to win games. But I think with how the Dolphins were playing, you kind of just needed a subpar, you know, passing game to win those games. Well, they got the wide receiver and wild. Yes. That's for sure. 
Him and Devontae like Parker. Aaron Rodgers might be Aaron Rodgers might be in the cut looking over there, looking at that situation over there. If, if you don't want to stay in Green Bay after this year, yeah. I mean, and you having anything, a young core, a stout defense with a good coach and Brian Flores, and, that and, and playing in a hot weather nice. city like Miami, why not play yeah. in Miami? He, he's, 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 he's a Cali career. boy. He's a California at, guy. I do, mean, do, do, he do likes exactly the hot weather. Do what Tom Brady did. You played in cold weather your entire career. Can I finish my last two, three seasons in a hot weather state, please? Or shoot, maybe even a dome. Is that all right? Am I allowed yeah, to do me? that? Because if I'm putting up numbers like I've put up my entire career playing in Green Bay, Wisconsin, imagine numbers I've put up in a dome or in Miami. I look at Aaron Rodgers and he kind of looks like a Florida guy, if you ask me. I don't know. I just kind of get that vibe from him. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Uh, I mean, that'd I'd be like a nice that. little scenario over there. And there all, in credit, Vegas. all credit goes to Brian Flores, man. I mean, we knew how he was Bro. when he was in New England. I mean, right. you know, but he wasn't, everyone just knew Belichick. They didn't really know mm-hmm. no Brian Flores like that. And Flores, man, I mean, he you see what he's doing with that Miami team. He turned them around, man. But well, Rogers, he made a, huge decision. He made a yes. huge decision last year when immediately he said, no, Josh mm-hmm. Rosen isn't my quarterback. And he yes. put Fitzpatrick out there last season. Mm-hmm. Nobody that, that that's a huge decision to make. You got and this young guy at the time that yeah. got passed up. At, you get this young guy that got passed around by Arizona because they wanted to go with Kyler Murray. And it was like, you know what? I'm not gonna play the young stud. I think Fitzpatrick is the guy that gives us the best chance to win. And he threw the old Fitzpatrick in there, and Miami was getting wins with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Fitz magic was back for them for them there. I mean, Brian Flores, you know, like one thing he sticks to his guns, man. And you know what? It, it seems like he he does whatever is best to win the game. And you know what? Right. A lot of that's that's we like to say that for every coach, but I think Brian Flores really embodies that. He plays yeah, the coaches winners, all have, they all have upper management in their ear. And they all have what the fans are asking them to do. And Blind mm-hmm. Forest doesn't care about that. He's going to do what's best for the yes. team. Public opinion does not matter to him. He says, right. I know football. I'm going to trust what I know. And that's exactly how it should be. And his players trust him too, man. You can see, you can tell how they play. And, and yeah, the, yeah. The look how they rally. They play with, man. Exactly. Right. If, 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 you're, if you're on a one and eight team, your confidence is, is, is shocked. <laughs> It's shot. Exactly. It, 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 it is. You I give my, up. I watched my language, but they, it, it's right, shot. Really. Oh, well, it, they shit. <laughs> but um, it's you know, if you're one and eight on a team, I would just say that if I was personal, I played football as well. If I was on a one and eight team, man, my confidence would be I, I at that point it starts going from a we to an I. You know, I'm playing yep. for me now. This is for my 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 pride, my contract, my free agency, my potential future. Co- exactly. Exactly. But, you know, Brian Flores, even at one and eight, got this team to put the stick out of their ass and say, you know what, let's play some damn football. And that's exactly what they did. Get yourself a chance up until the end. Got to respect mm-hmm. it. That's what you got to do, man. But we're going to be moving on now to I was waiting for this. All right. Uh, we talked about doing this last week. If you guys watched the episode, thank you guys. You listened. Thank you, Dre. Um, but yeah, we're playing some Jeopardy, right? Hood Jeopardy from the sideline. Oh, Whatever you want. Frank, hopefully the questions get better this week, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> My questions was hard last week. You want to know something? Dre texted me, all right, while he was listening to it. And he was like, yo, I'm over here answering all the questions you're asking. So it wasn't hard for somebody. 
It wasn't hard for it's somebody. Frank got Google. Right. No, he wasn't Googling. We got to see him on the spot. Right. Well, we are. I told him. I said, you got to come on down for it. You got to come on down for it. He said, you like the segment. He's like, nah, I like that. I was like, word. Yeah, shout out my boy, Dre. Shout out Dre Day. All right, but we get into it. So it's going to be Pete versus Roy versus Frank. All right. I don't know how we're going to choose. May the best man win. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully, point I don't, today. hopefully I don't mess it up. You I'll take see? what excuses is Frank going to use? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. So you guys see the Jeopardy um, on the screen? What is Derek? Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, look, don't look. I'm trying to tell you, man, don't let us get to the Super Bowl. Y'all going to hear it. So what'd you say before, uh, Troy? You said.